Praise the Lord. Do you love the book of Psalms? Who knows how the book of Psalms ends? Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It doesn't have what kind of breath. Nice breath, bad breath, good breath. As long as you have a breath, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he has done. Great things he has done. Amen. Even this weekend, don't you agree? Amen. Okay. Uh, do I need to move these, brothers? Or? Oh, that one. Okay, that's the culprit. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, how about we read the title of this conference all together? Let's go. Amen. I'm going to read it for, to you. God's move through you. <laughs> God's move through you. Amen. Now is your time. Now is your chance. It came to me a number of years ago, many years ago. And by the Lord's mercy, I seized the opportunity. And that's why I'm standing here before you. It came to me. Now it comes to you. God moves, God, God's move needs to continue. Okay, so it is through you. And um, <clears throat> just a quick review of we have, what we have covered so far. Remember the first message, right? I, how can we forget? Now we have it in us, right? So it's God's move through Christ. Number one, the triune God is likened to a what? A river. A river. And that river has a source, which, who is, which is? The Father. And then, number, then the next number is? The course. The, course. the, the sun. The and then the, the flow, the spirit. And this river has a destination. The body. The body. Awesome. You, you got it, right, Malik? It's with you now? This, this, whole, this message, the outline, you have it, right? It's with you. Okay. Okay, now, not for now, but later. It will be so good for you young people to attach to each one of these parts a verse. Pick up one verse, not many verses, just one as an exercise. If you, if you like these kind of things, just uh, the triune God is likened to a river. You just put a verse. And then the source, the Father. Another verse, and so forth. Even you don't have to uh, memorize the text, right? You can if you want, but just the reference. Then when your friends ask you, what did you see this weekend? You can tell them, oh, the first message was wonderful. It was God's move through Christ. Right, Malik, come, come, come here. And then, Malik, what, what was it? What, what, what's in the outline? Oh, well, uh, the first point was that uh, the Lord, he was uh, likened the triune God was likened to a river. Amen. Then we found out that the source of that river was the Father. Amen. Then we saw that the course of that river 
was the sun. Amen. The flow of the river was the spirit. Amen. And finally, the destination of that river was the body. Amen. Very good. You're a wonderful speaker, brother. Very good. Okay. Then uh, we continued with um, God's move. That was uh, Brother Tim who shared this. Uh, God's move with young people, and we saw the testimony of uh, Scripture. We covered uh, two people or two men of God in the Old Testament and three uh, people or uh, groups of people in the New Testament. Okay, Then we went to message three, and that was the message that you spoke. Just out of curiosity, can you raise your hand if you spoke anything out of this message, either with your cluster or in the companies? Can you raise your hand? You see all the speakers. Look at this. It's beautiful. Marvelous. All the speakers. Okay, now, I'm going to quiz you just very, very quickly, okay, out of this message. Think about one keyword or statement for each of the four sections. Okay, section one, separation, very good. Section two, join or joining. Section three, cooperation. And section four, section four, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about my life, okay? So it's like this. Uh, how about these three brothers? Come, come, come. Three brothers. Message three, okay, illustrative to you. Go, come here. I'm going to need that. <laughs> Sorry, Will. You're, you're going to be Satan, okay? Satan. Satan is right here, and then God is right here, and you're in between. Okay? So three parties. Satan, God, and us. Okay. Section one of message three was, what do we do concerning Satan? Separation. Right? Number one, separation. What about concerning God? If you are separated, what do you do concerning God? We're joining God by means of what? The Word. And then number two, what do we do concerning God? We cooperate by means of? Prayer. prayer. And then what about you? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about my life, right? I got away from this guy. I join myself to God, cooperate with him, and I don't care about my life, right? I found my destiny. I know the meaning of my human life, okay? Thank you, brothers. So that's message three. Remember those four key words or statements. Then uh, we went to the next message, God's move with young people. And last night, uh, we were all inspired by the testimony of church history. All these men of God that God used throughout the centuries, and we are really standing on their shoulders, okay? I would like to read just a couple more um, about the testimony of church history. I hope you all get encouraged after I read these two accounts. One is from 1905, Charles G. Trumbull. And I'm going to quote a small paragraph from his book, Taking Men Alive. He was a well-known speaker and writer in the early 1900s here in this country. He was a promoter of, promoter of the Keswick uh, movement. And he 
wrote for several years a Christian journal that had a circulation of over 100,000 copies every week. Okay, so this is what he says. He says, looking back upon my work in all the years, I can see more direct results of good through my individual efforts with individuals than I can know of through all my spoken words to thousands upon thousands of persons in religious assemblies, or all my written words on the pages of periodicals or of books. Now listen to this. Reaching one person at a time is the best way of reaching all the world in time. He's talking about one-on-one contact, one-on-one shepherding, and that is something you can do. Okay? You may not be able to do some of the things that these spiritual giants did in past centuries, but surely you can do this. One-on-one shepherding. Okay, now more recently, 1978. This is Billy Graham in his book, The Holy Spirit. Okay, 1978. Probably the most... uh, well-known evangelist of the 20th century, Billy Graham, in this country. So he was referring to 2 Timothy 2.2. You know that verse by heart? This is a golden verse, a diamond verse. And the things which you have heard from me through many witnesses, this commit to faithful men who will be competent to teach others also. Okay? So this is how God's New Testament economy, his eternal purpose, has been passed from one generation to another. Okay? So Billy Graham is referring to this verse, and he said this, quote, This is like a mathematical formula for spreading the gospel and enlarging the church. If every believer followed this pattern, the church could reach the entire world in one generation. In one generation. Then he says, mass crusades in which I believe and to which I have committed my life. You know, Billy Graham, he committed his life for this. Mass crusades. These will never finish the Great Commission but a one-on-one ministry will. That's something you can do. And you don't have to wait. And you should not wait. You can do it right now. You are there in the best place. You are on a college campus in the USA. You are surrounded by people. You have contacts and friends and classmates. Surely we can do this one-on-one ministry. Ministering the riches of Christ to somebody else. Okay? So I hope you are encouraged with these two testimonies. This is something, oh, we can do. One-on-one. Okay? So that's God's move with young people. The testimony of church history. Now, we are going to come to our message. Message five. This is our practical Entrance into God's move. We need an entrance. 
We all need an entrance. God is moving. And I believe this weekend, he's coming to appear to you. And he's coming to call you on a personal way. Just as he did 2,000 years ago. He's calling us to do something wonderful. You know, brothers and sisters, what we are ministering today, what we're talking about today, is to trigger the Lord's second coming. The, the end of this age. And I am passing this to you. I may not be here when the Lord comes, but probably you will. And your offspring will be here. Okay, so this is very crucial. In Matthew 24, 14, the Lord said, and, the gospel of the, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole inhabited earth for a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus was walking. This is the triune God incarnate. And he's coming. And he needs a group of people that will follow him. Now, think about this. I have thought about this many times. If I was a triune God, maybe I will go to Jerusalem. And I will look for, you know, the PhDs in the law of Moses, the scribes, and the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. Even good people like Nicodemus. I will just, okay, here are, here are the people. Here is the people. Consider this. He left them all in Jerusalem. And then he went north to Galilee. And then, walking by the Sea of Galilee, he began to call young people, young Galileans, to follow him. If that group of Galileans, I wish, if I could call them right now, 2,000 years, let's go back in time, and they are here, 12 of them, you will scratch your head and ask the Lord, are you sure? Your great move, God's eternal purpose, and you're entrusting that to this, <laughs> to this bunch of losers. <laughs> Are you sure, Lord? The Lord knew what he was doing. He left all the religious people, all the ones who knew about the law of Moses, who can recite books to you. And he went north to Galilee and called the young people. Right? And today, the Lord is doing the same thing. To finish his move, he's still walking by the Sea of Galilee. And today's Sea of Galilee is the college campuses in the USA. That's why you are here. Because the Lord was walking by, and he saw you, and he called you, and he said, come, follow me. If you follow me, I will cause you to become something you are not now, but I will cause you to become a fisher of men. The Lord is doing that today, brothers and sisters. May the Lord appear in this meeting and call you by name. You, yes, you. Follow me. Okay? So the Lord today will gain and train a group of young people. And then he will send them out. Today, 
the most crucial areas of the Earth are Europe and the USA. Here is Galilee. Here is, he is gaining young people, Alex. He's training young people. And then he will send you. I do believe, many of you, brothers and sisters, as I'm seeing you, I, I wish you were here with me to see all these young, precious vessels. I do believe many of you will end up in other countries, especially in Europe. And some of you will become martyrs for the Lord. I do believe. So it is my privilege, my honor, to be here speaking to you. I do believe the Lord today is coming here to call us. So the Lord will use the U.S. to train a group of young people and send them to Europe, especially to the college campuses in Europe. Okay? Well, for the ones who are staying here, right, while that time comes, while we are here, there are three main things we need to be doing right here. You and I are staying here for now, okay, the next few years. What should we be doing? Three things. What three things? Consider for a moment. Okay. Well, number one, write down these three things. Gain students on the college campuses. That's number one. If we're staying here, we need to gain students from the college campuses. And the Lord has advanced in this matter. He has shown us who, when, and how to gain these young people. Who is the freshman? When is during their transfer from high school to college? Mainly freshman orientation. And the how is through the summer internship. And don't be bothered by the name. If you want to give it another name, that's fine. The point is this. We have to be there, ready to contact them, right, to receive them as they are transferring from high school to college. You can use any name. We have used in Austin internship, uh, the in summer internship. But the Lord has advanced in, all this, in, in this area of gaining young people from the college campuses. Whom, when, and how. Then number two, we need to pray for those who migrate. This will strengthen your prayer life. We need to pray for those who are going right now or those who are already in Europe. And then, number three, we need to supply them materially. Don't wait for this. Don't wait till you say, oh, I need a job, I need this and that. Right now, I believe if each one of us will give two or two fifty dollars, two dollars and fifty cents per week, Alex, we will cover all the, the needs, the material needs of the ones going there. Just that. One less coffee in Starbucks and you get it. Per week. 
Okay? Then those who migrate as students, they can contact those who are there in a college campus. They can, they can contact their fellow students. And they should not care for gaining a large number. Just focusing on a few. Just like the Lord Jesus did. He focused on a few. That was his strategy. And that group of local students, local students, if it is in Germany or France, whatever country, that group of contacts, right, they will become a nucleus for the Lord to raise up a church in that place. So in this way, the Lord can raise up churches in every country in Europe. So you're clear? The three things we need to be doing. Okay? That's why it's so important. Right now, in your years in college, learn these things, especially to contact, to gain, to shepherd other students from the college campuses. Okay? Well, <clears throat> then, for us, meaning for you, my dear brothers and sisters, who are here, right now we are here in the U.S., there are three things that we need to be prepared to be sent out by the Lord. Three things. Okay. What are these three things? If you eventually go to one of these countries in Europe to follow the Lord, to contact other students in the college campuses, to gain local ones, that they will become a nucleus for the Lord to raise up a testimony of Jesus in that city or in that country? Right now, right here, what three things we need to be prepared? Okay. What do you think, Will? Very good. Number one, learn the languages. Number one. And at the present time, the European languages are the most useful. You have to learn the language. Don't wait till you go there. And you have to spend a year picking up the language. Learn it now. While you are young, it's easier. Then number two, okay, Alex, number two. What's the second thing we need to be prepared for here, while we, while we are here? Shepherd people now. That's the second thing. We need to learn how to care for people. Don't wait. Right now is the best time. Learn to care for them. Actually, caring for people, shepherding them, visiting them, is a major part of your service to the Lord. How do we serve the Lord in the Gospel of John? Well, first we receive him through faith. Then we enjoy him through love, right? That's in the Gospel of John. Faith and love. Receive the Lord and enjoy him. But then in chapter 15, you bear fruit. And in chapter 21, you feed the lambs. Bearing fruit and feeding the lambs are the two major areas of our service to the Lord. And they have to do with 
contacting people. So we need to learn how to contact, how to care, how to shepherd others right now. I know we all start, me too, when I was a young believer, the arrow of God's dispensing points this direction, points towards me. That's good. And, should, and that arrow should always be coming. There, nobody graduates from that. Right? Have you noticed how the Lord Jesus said in John 21, feed my lambs, shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep. Have you noticed? Why he repeats, feed my sheep? Of course, lambs, of course, they are the little ones, the young ones. But then he goes to feed my sheep at the end. Because no one graduates from eating. No matter how old you are. No matter how experienced you are. Nobody graduates. If I graduate from eating, I die. So the arrow always, always, every morning, you know, comes this direction. But at some point in time, as you grow, that arrow begins to turn the other direction. It's not everything for me. God's dispensing does not end or stop with me. He wants to flow. He wants to move. Right? Mainly by my speaking. Okay, so number one, we need to learn the languages. Otherwise, you know, you just go and you will be limited. It's better to learn the language. Si hablo en español aquí, y no sé cuántos me entiendan si hablo aquí en español, y les estoy compartiendo este mensaje en español. Yeah, Brownsville, si puede, okay. <laughs> you need to learn the languages, okay? Then you need to learn how to care for others. And number three, you need to learn all the truths. All the truths. This is your time. Learn all the truths. You need to learn the truths concerning uh, the gospel, the church, the kingdom, life, grace, all these wonderful things. And if you're a freshman, you have four years to do this. Right? I'm glad, you know, Reese, I met him when he was a freshman. He jumped right into this matter of learning all the truths. Now, he and many other brothers in the club, they do share in the Bible studies. And they do a marvelous job. The Lord has a bright future with our young people. Okay? Well, you learn all these truths, and then you go out, and you can teach the truths to others. That's why the Lord Jesus in Matthew 28 in the last two verses, he says, therefore go. And then verse 20, teaching them. So you go and teach. Go and teach. You learn all the truths. Don't keep them for yourself. You go and teach all the things that the Lord has commanded us. Now we need to practice speaking the truth. We need to study the truth and we need to practice going out, practicing with friends, with classmates, with people on the campus. And actually, we do have a brother from Denton, because in Denton, the brothers have been endeavoring. If you remember the uh, sharing uh, yesterday, they have been endeavoring to get into the truth and practice speaking the truth to others on the campus. So we have a brother, Jacob, from Denton. He's going to be a pop-up right now and share with us his experience of speaking 
the truth to others. Okay, we need a microphone. Okay, right here. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, uh, I believe it was uh, last Wednesday, maybe two Wednesdays ago. Louder. A little louder. Okay. Um, <laughs> Amen. I don't know. Okay. Um, so, yeah, some time ago on a Wednesday, one or two weeks ago, uh, me and uh, brother Tom Wells, we went out in the gospel uh, to speak on the matter of praising, which is what we've been going over in the mornings. Um, and, uh, uh, Lord Jesus, uh, we came across a brother, uh, or not a brother, he's a brother now, uh, <laughs> gave it away, uh, <laughs> uh, his name is Anthony, and, uh, if you could pray for him, that'd be amazing, um, yeah, we shared with him, uh, on the matter of praising, and, uh, I think we started out, uh, Anthony, are you a praising person? And uh, he asked, well, what exactly is praising? So we kind of gave him a little definition. Uh, you know, praising, it's uh, something that we do. It's not thanking, but it's, uh, you know, you praise the Lord for who he is, uh, not necessarily what he's given you, but simply who he is and what he has done. Um, and so he was really touched by our speaking um, and he, he began to share some of what he's been experiencing, or at least going through. And he said that, you know, he grew up in the church, uh, but really uh, there was no reality of Christ there uh, in his worship. But uh, recently he had been seeking for the truth, uh, kind of been asking different questions in different places, you know, uh, different philosophies, things like that. Uh, and we began to just kind of speak to him about, uh, I think eventually we came to, you know, the Lord desires simple faith. Amen. Uh, you know, for thousands of years, uh, men have been seeking knowledge and really haven't come anywhere. Uh, they haven't come to any conclusive uh, answer uh, about, you know, what the meaning of life is. Amen. Uh, and so we told them uh, that, you know, one time... The Lord Jesus, he was speaking to the Pharisees, I believe, and he said that uh, that um, that they uh, that they do not admit that they are blind, and for this reason, they uh, will be condemned, something like that. But the blind man, whom he had just healed, uh, that man uh, will be saved because he knew he was blind. Amen. Uh, that the blind man, the only knowledge he had was that he was blind. He didn't know all the religious texts and laws, but he knew he was blind. Yeah. And for that reason, he was able to turn to the Lord. Amen. Um, and so uh, we were able to pray, uh, you know, with Anthony that he would be saved. Amen. And um, I was really touched by this experience. Uh, Amen. Mainly because uh, a few nights before, maybe a week before, I had asked the Lord um, if, I, if he would allow me to lead someone in oh. prayer, uh, lead someone to receive salvation. Amen. Uh, I've just never done that before. Oh. Uh, and it's always been my desire to do so. Uh, so, yeah, I was really, really encouraged that the Lord hears our prayers uh, and he answers them uh, in his own time. I, I said before the end of the semester, he said before, really, before the end of the week. So, <laughs> um, Amen. Yeah. So, uh, that's great.
Amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Hallelujah. Okay, so now let us go ahead and read the leading verse in message 5, Isaiah 6, 8, all together. Amen. And I said, here am I, send me. Well, um, <clears throat> what kind of person the Lord will use or the Lord will send? What kind of person is qualified to join God in his marvelous move? So, it's good if we dwell a little bit in this section of the scripture, and that is in Isaiah chapter 6. And I do have a particular burden here for all of you, my dear young people. Okay? If you don't mind, and if you have the chance, uh, the way, go to Isaiah chapter 6. There are a few points I want to highlight in this section. Here is Isaiah in this chapter, and he's going to have a vision of Christ in glory. Verse 1 of chapter 6, you can summarize this verse with the words, I saw. I saw. Isaiah saw something, and you need to see something. I saw the Lord sitting on a high and lofty throne. In order to serve the Lord, in order to uh, follow him and be one with him for his move, we need to see the Lord. We need a revelation of who he is. We need to know what is his heart's desire, what is his purpose, what is his will. We need to know his plan. We need to know his economy. I saw the Lord. Then, if we skip to verse 5, here is another revelation that you and I need. He said, Then I said, Woe is me, for I am finished. For I am a man of unclean lips, and in the midst of a people of unclean lips I dwell. The second revelation that we all need is, that, is about ourselves. We need to see the Lord, and we need to see ourselves, that we are good for nothing. And we need, to, we need to realize, brothers and sisters, and we need to see that God will never use whatever, what is of us to do the work that he wants us to do. It's just like Moses. When he was 40 years old, he tried to use his physical strength, his natural wisdom, to do something for God. But God will never use what is of us to do the work that he wants us to do. So it's a good thing. Isaiah came to the realization, Woe is me, for I am finished. I'm good for nothing. Then, Coming back to Moses, 
the Lord came back 40 years later, and he appeared to him a, with a marvelous vision of a fern bush burning without being consumed. I'm, going, I'm still going to use you, young people. My move is through you, but not the natural you. So we have to see the Lord, and we have to see who we are, so that we don't dare to bring anything of us to God's move. Then, in verse 6, it says that one of the seraphims, this is one of the angels, flew to me. God is ready to deal with this matter. With an ember in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongues, and he touched my mouth with it. God has something prepared to deal with our iniquities, with our sins. That ember signifies the effectiveness of Christ's redemption for us. That ember touched my mouth. And then the angel said, Now that this has touched your lips, your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. So the third thing, brothers, is that we got cleansed. We are redeemed. Like Isaiah himself says later on in chapter 64, all of us have become like those who are unclean. And all our righteousnesses are like a filthy rag, a filthy, soil, stained garment. But God has a redemption prepared for us. And he applies, he applies this for us. He needs man for his purpose. So praise the Lord, we have been redeemed. Amen. I remember that hymn, I, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Remember that one? I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Filled with the Holy Spirit I am. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. And then he continues. <laughs> with baptism. Should we sing it? But that's not all. There is more beside. But that's not all. There is more beside. But that's not all. There is more beside. I've been to the world. I have been baptized. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Praise the Lord. We have been redeemed Amen. and baptized. Amen. I believe like 17 people have been baptized so far. And today, there is still water. Amen. So why do you delay? Amen. Be baptized. Amen. Calling on his name. Amen. Washing away all your sins. Amen. Make the devil mad. That's the third stance of that hymn. Now that there was man, no, but no, we're gonna sing it. <laughs> and I'm so glad. Now that there was man. And I'm so glad. Now that there was man. And I'm so glad. He lost as sinner. 
all my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. Praise the Lord. Okay. Then, coming back to Isaiah chapter 6, in verse 8. Then I heard. Oh, you see this? Uh, wonderful. I saw, in verse 1, I said, woe is me. Then the angel touched and applied Christ's redemption for my sins. Then I heard the voice. Right? How wonderful that we can hear, even this morning. We can hear and believe, Lord, come, speak to us. Speak to these young people that we can say, I, I heard. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Here's the Lord opening his heart to us. Right? And then Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. Here am I, Lord. I'm nothing. I'm just like Mephibosheth. He fell to his face and declared before David, but what is thy servant that you should look upon a dead dog like me? Who am I, Lord? Who, who is Jose Luis? Nothing. He's a dead dog. Yet, the Lord opened his heart. Especially when I came to Austin. And he showed me things I never dream about. And I said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Send me, Lord. I'm unworthy. But I love you. I love you, Lord. My many sins were forgiven. And because you forgave me much, I love much. If you are forgiven little, you love little. But if you are forgiven much, you love much. There is a story of a Christian girl from Abyssinia, Africa. That's the north of Ethiopia, who was sold as a slave. And at the beginning of the auction, three men were bidding fiercely for her. And the three men were evil, quite evil. And the girl knew. It doesn't matter in whose hand I fell into. I'm going to suffer greatly. So she was really uh, uh, discouraged. He was crying. But then a fourth man came and made the highest bid. And as soon as he bought her, he sent for a blacksmith and told him, break her chains. And then he said to the girl, you are free. Then he turned around and walked away. And the girl, at first, didn't understand what was going on. But then she reacted. She came to her senses and began to shout, he bought me. He bought me. From now on, from this day on, I will serve him and follow him for the rest of my life. 
And that same story, brothers and sisters, is happening to us today. The love of Christ has constrained us. And we have to tell the Lord, I love you, Lord. Thank you for uh, paying the price for me. You bought me. I belong to you. From now on, I will follow you. I love you, Lord Jesus. You know, I began to serve the Lord in 1996, right after I finished my PhD in UT. And there was the need for me and my wife, who also served full time since that year, um, to change our immigration status. We were students. If you know about these matters, we had an F-1 visa, and it had to be changed to an R-1 visa. They call it religious worker visa. So we had to go to the American embassy in Mexico City. And if you have been in a U.S. embassy, you know how it is, at least in Mexico City. I was there, and I'm in this long line and I just hear that consul, there are many consuls. And the one I'm in, you know, going to have, to face, he's almost telling everyone, sorry, you don't qualify, next. Oh, sorry, you don't, you don't qualify, next. And I said, Lord Jesus, why should I be here in this line? Why you didn't put me in another line? <laughs> why would this consul that is rejecting everyone? So I go there, and I'm before this consul. Um, consul, you're, you're the consul. I'm here, you know, and you have to know. You, you, sorry, if you have not, you have never been there. You don't know what I'm talking about. But you, you have to see, believe me. So you are there. I mean, this is to serve the Lord here, and he can. This guy can reject me just like this and say next. And so I'm, I'm here. Remember, I just finished my PhD. I didn't go to the Bible school that a lot of people go. I just finished my PhD in pharmaceutical chemistry. And I'm applying for an R1 visa. Makes no sense. <laughs> so <laughs> I come here with my papers, right? And the first thing the consul asked me, oh, by the way, you need to know one thing. They are well trained to see you, to see your eyes. If you look around or you don't see them eye to eye, if you kind of dance before them, then they know, they know there is something strange here. Rejection. So I'm there. And the first question he asks is, when, after he looks at my papers, he says, but what qualifies you to do this? What qualifies you? You finish your PhD in pharmacy or pharmaceutical chemistry, what qualifies you? Ask me, what qualifies you? Now at that point, at that point, if you dance or if you, <laughs> if you, if you look strange, you, you look, your eyes go like this, rejection. Then I look at him, face to face, eye to eye, like I'm looking at Alex right now. And I said, because I love the Lord Jesus, and I'm going to serve him the rest of my life. 
Literally, that's what I told him. Face to face. And after I said that, guess who began to dance? <laughs> he danced. And he don't even look at my eye. Actually, he said like something like, oh, okay, okay, let me go and check back. He went, he went to check with somebody else. And then he comes back and said, you are approved. Go on. <laughs> I love him. That's why I'm here, brothers and sisters. I love the Lord. I have no other reason to be here. My answer, which came, I, I haven't prepared that answer, okay? It just came. I believe it was the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of grace, giving me the words to answer that key question. Because I love the Lord Jesus, and I'm going to serve him the rest of of my life. Okay? Well, <clears throat> let us see how this, how this message flows. Okay? Don't worry. I know you're thinking, oh, this brother hasn't even started the message. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is the message. <laughs> okay. The outline in diagram form, and I want you to pay attention because I'm going to ask for volunteers to repeat this. Okay? Oh, by the way, what time should I stop, brothers? We said? Perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, message five. Number one, we must have a basic requirement. A universal love. We have to love God and love man. If you do not love the Lord Jesus and desire him, don't even talk about following him and serving him. You must love the Lord Jesus and desire him. Okay, so the first thing, the first line here is a vertical line. Well, I'm going to draw this. Uh, let's see. This. Some of you are familiar with this diagram. We call it the compass of our Christian life. Okay? The compass. Something that gives direction to our lives while we are here on earth. Okay? Well, <clears throat> concerning the Lord, concerning companions, Okay, companions, and concerning fruit. Message five is right here. Because number one is the universal love. Roman number one. We love the Lord. We love our companions. And we love our fruit. So Roman number one should be on the three lines. Okay, then to enter into God's move, we need to be a person of life. That's Roman number two. And also a person of the truth. Roman number three. And then Roman number four 
we need to be a person of companions. Okay, Roman number four. And then Roman number five, we need to be a fruit-bearing and shepherding person. We already said that this is how we serve the Lord according to the Gospel of John. You bear fruit and you feed the lambs. You are a fruit bearer and a lamb feeder. That's how we serve the Lord. So here are Roman, Roman numerals 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Roman number 1 is in every line because that is the universal love that we need. When you go to Europe or to Africa, wherever the Lord leads you, you need to love God and you need to love man. Otherwise, where are you, why are you going? The triune God became a man because he loved men. The triune God loves us so much and he is interested in man so much that he said that the Son of Man came to serve and not to be served. He loves us so much that he died on the cross for us. He loves us so much that he was raised from the dead for our justification. And he loves us to the uttermost that he is willing to come in as the Spirit to indwell us. That's how he loves us. So your life, I'm going to summarize your life. Okay? In two with two parts. Number one, loving God. Number two, loving man. That should be your life. Everything else is incidental. Everything else, just name it, everything else. My PhD, my whatever is incidental. These two things are or should be our life. Number one, loving God. Number two, loving man. Because I love God, I contact him. Because I love God, I, 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 I get into his word. I keep his word. The Lord Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words. And my Father will love him and we will come to him and make an abode with him. You see? Loving God. I love you, Lord. I contact you. I call on your name. I praise you. I sing to you. I'm crazy for you. Then number two, loving man. Not only your companions, not only the ones in your home meeting, but a universal love. He loved, God so loved the world. What that means? Everyone. The ones who are not seeking God. The ones who have no knowledge of God. He loves sinners. That's the love that we need when we go to other places. That's how China was open to the Lord to the missionaries, because of their love for man. You need to read some of the accounts of what, what were some of the experiences of the missionaries to China. Love conquers everything, conquers everything. There is nothing impossible for love. Okay? <clears throat> so your life is this, loving God, loving man. Okay, so... We are a person of, remember, life, a person of truth, a person of companions, and we are a fruit-bearing and shepherding person. That is our practical entrance into God's move. 
And the good news is that you don't have to wait till you get older. Right now, you can practice all these things. All of them. But then, the container that God ordained for all our human, social, spiritual experiences is not the college campus. It's not the Bible study. It's the homes. That's the container. And so here comes the container, okay? All this is contained in the homes. That's Roman numeral six. Homes. Okay. So that's the outline. That's the message. We need a universal love in the three directions, Andrew. Then we need to be a person of life. And we need to be a person of the truth. And I need to have companions. God calls us as companions to follow him, not just as individuals. And then I need to be a fruit-bearing person and a shepherding one. And everything is contained in the place that God chose, that God selected, right? The container of all our spiritual experiences, and that is the homes. That's where all this is secured. All this can grow, develop. Okay? So, take a look on this diagram. The whole message is there. You have a compass, and you have a container. Okay? Can I erase it? And then I'm going to ask two of you to come and give the message. Okay? How about you take a minute or two with your partner or companion and make sure that you know how to speak this diagram. Okay, take, I'm gonna give you two minutes, go ahead. Are we ready? Okay, we need volunteers, maybe a couple of brothers and then a couple of sisters. Okay, two brothers, volunteers. Two brothers, okay, Alex and, and Okay, you. Are you? You want to? Okay, go. Okay, now we need the microphone, and you brothers, let it rip. Okay, just be released. Okay, go ahead. All right. So first, we have to have universal love, which means that we have to have love for man and love for God. Amen. All right, so um, the second point was um, being a person of life. Okay, but you need to draw the diagram. You need to explain oh, with oh, the diagram. Oh, oh. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Right here. Hey, Andrew, this is better. Yeah. Yeah. As you speak, draw the diagram, and 
uh, share with us as you, you, you are really teaching us about this message, okay? So the second point was being a person of life. This means like just like, you know, eating your word daily, having that water flowing up out of you and overflowing into everyone around you. It's just, you know, honestly, just truly, deeply just living for Christ, living for the word, living for his purpose. That's how we get our life. Amen. So we also need the truth, which also comes from God. There's a lot of truth. It's only in one place, and that's the Bible. Amen. So you got to read the Word. Amen. And then, uh, you want to do Being a person of companions. Very good. Right. You got to do it with the brothers, man. Yeah. You do it with those around you. Can't do it alone. Strength in numbers. Amen. So the fifth point was being somebody that bears fruit and somebody that shepherds. So, um, you know, bearing fruit is just going out and bring more people into the body, going out and sharing the love, sharing the gospel, and having fruit that remains. It's, it's all about having more companions, more brothers, showing somebody that didn't have, you know, God growing up or having the Lord in their life and showing them what he's all about, showing them the love that he does have for them. Hey, shepherding is just taking care of the younger ones. Um, I know the, the full-timers and even the upperclassmen, they're doing it now. I'm meeting with people just about every day of the week just because that shepherding is so important. It's just going out and, I mean, it could be something as small as, you know, hey, brother, how are you doing? Hey, do you want to get something to eat? Hey, can we study together? Maybe we could, you know, read this book together. I know one of the older brothers and I, we're reading a book right now. It's just, it's shepherding. It's, it's uh, giving life to the younger ones, man. Yes. And then. And then. And it all comes together in the homes. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the homes. Amen. That's where you can really see the body. Amen. The wonderful body of Christ is expressed in the homes. Amen. How about Andrew? You share something on the homes, your experience in the homes. Go ahead. Bro, I got brought into the I, 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 I got brought into this church in the home meetings. Okay. I, I became connected to the spirit in the home meetings, bro. We are able to shepherd Amen. and bear fruit Amen. and just enjoy the Lord in the home. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Got it, brothers. Very good. Amen. Oh, the young people are wonderful. Okay, now a group of sisters, two or four, whatever. Okay, come, come. You want to do it too with them? Okay, so those two sisters. Okay, two more are coming. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, dear sisters, uh, wait for the. Amen. No, just use it. Just, just use it. Okay. Use it. Just use it. So we have a internal compass, and the first part is the part that goes straight up, which is our connection to the Lord, and is the universal love. So our love for the Lord and the, our love for man. Yeah. I really enjoyed the universal aspect of it and that everything utilizes his universal love, starting with his love for us and our love for the Lord. So that way comes the truth and the life, and then we share that love with our companions. Yes. Amen. And then uh, the next line is our line from us to our fruit. We need to, again, have the universal love, which we need in all three lines, and be people who are shepherding and fruit-bearing. Amen. And um, all of this is contained in the homes. Amen. Okay. Thank you, sisters. Very good. Okay. Thank you. I only have like five minutes, so um, 
maybe I should ask you which of the points you want me to develop. Either a person of life, truth, companions, fruit-bearing and shepherding, or the homes. Which one you... Companions? Who wants companions? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I got it. <laughs> I think you'll, you, 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 get, you, you want everything. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, concerning being a person of life, maybe just a few highlights, okay? I don't have much time to dwell into this. But I, I, there is a reason why we started there, and that is because this is, life is the way God takes to accomplish his purpose. Life is the way God takes to further his move. Life. He showed us this from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 2. Once he showed us in Genesis 1 his purpose, he showed us in the next chapter, that is Genesis 2, the way he will take, and that has not changed. So we must become a person of life. And the first thing there is that we need to practice a hidden life. And that's why the verse in Isaiah, I like the order. The remnant, which is you, the remnant will take root downward and bear fruit upward. That's the order. That should be the order of our Christian life. We all must practice to have a hidden life with the Lord. Thousands upon thousands of root hairs under, hidden, invisible. Only the Lord and you know about them. I like and I'm very much, and I practice the Bible studies, the home meetings, the Lord's Day meetings, but that is visible. That should be the outward expression of something hidden in your life. And that is the many root hairs that you grow and develop as you go on in the Christian life. Those root hairs are the many times you call on the name, the many kisses of his mouth, the many times you praise to him, you sing to him. We all must have this hidden life. Okay? Then eating the word daily. This is something personal. It's just like in the human life. No food, no growth. Why should it be different from the Christian life? In the human life, no food, no growth. In the Christian life, the same thing. No food, no growth. So for God's move, we need to grow in life. And the only way to grow in life is by feeding. And that's why Jeremiah 15, 16 is there. He found the words. And I... Personal, I ate them. Every day, we have to find the Word of God and eat the Word of God. And one thing that will help you, my brothers, young brothers and sisters, to get into this habit is to have a realization that this matter of finding God's Word and eating them is a life necessity. It's a law. You have to be legal with your eating. In the church life, we don't like legalities. But as far as eating the word is concerned, we have to be legal. Just as legal as you are with your physical food. 
No matter how busy you are in school, you find the time to eat. It's the same way with God's word for our Christian life. It's a necessity of life. And then you have to maintain a pure conscience. God is ready with the riches to supply you. But there might be barriers built between him and you. In Isaiah 59, write down this verse, Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2, it says, No, Jehovah's hand is not so short that it cannot save. His ear is not so heavy that it cannot hear. But your sins, your iniquities have become a barrier, a wall between you and your God. So we need to learn the secret to take care of those walls. Do not let the walls be built up. Deal with them so that you may have a pure conscience. Hebrews 9.14 says, you know, a pure conscience, uh, the blood of Jesus will purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Now, I want to warn you here with this verse, serve the living God is not for you to do things. How do we serve God? What is the climax of our usefulness to God? It's to be a vessel to contain him. That's the climax of your usefulness to God. For his move, you want to be useful? The climax of that is to be a vessel, open vessel to contain him. So when Hebrews says to serve the living God, means you remove the barriers so that he can continue filling you, filling your vessel, and be useful to him. Okay? And I believe, brothers and sisters, this is the end of my time. Because... We want you to speak from any, any message. Okay, the Lord has been so faithful, so wonderful. I believe this conference has been special because God has come again to us and spoke to us about his move. And he has called you through all the speaking, just like Isaiah. You have heard the voice of the Lord. And he has provided everything you need to cleanse you, to get you ready. And you have youth. You need to redeem it. Seize the opportunity. This is your time. This is your chance. As I told you, when I look back, I'm so thankful with the Lord. Oh, when my time came. When I heard the voice of the Lord, just like Isaiah, Lord, I'm so unworthy. But here am I. Send me, Lord. Right? So we thank and praise the Lord for his speaking this weekend. And may the Lord gain the response, the consecration that he needs for his move. And now with this, maybe you pray with your neighbor for this conference, all the Lord speaking. And we will bring the microphones. And you can share from any message. Okay?